Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 20. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Talia Borg, one half of Teenage Jones. The band took out Triple J on Earth's High in 2020 and have followed it up with their single, Something About Being 16. In today's episode, we talk about their quick rise to fame, the importance of music programs for young people, and old five sauce versus new five sauce. Here we go. Our guest today is one half of Adelaide band Teenage Jones. The band have gone from being in high school straight to playing sold out shows across Australia, and their new single, Something About Being 16, is out now. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Talia from Teenage Jones. Hello. Hi, how are you? <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Good, thank you. For my voice. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> how are you this evening? I'm good. I'm sweating, but I'm inside with the aircon, so I'm fine. That's smart. It is. Um, it's too hot. As we were discussing a second ago, it's very hot in Adelaide today. It's uh, over, over 39 or 40, I think. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I know this is uh, slightly late, um, so I apologise, but congratulations to both of you on winning Triple J Unearthed High last year. Um, very exciting. I know that video um, uh, warmed even the coldest of hearts around the country. <laughs> um, oh, thank you so much. That's okay. For, for you guys, and I know obviously you were at school as it, uh, as it was kind of playing out, what was going through your head as, as it was all happening? I don't, to the, till this day, it's still kind of like a blur for me because everything just went so fast because when before the video, well, like we, they played the video, I was actually doing my trial exam for psychology. So I was not having a good day. I just wanted to get out of there after my exam. And then I started playing this video. I was like, oh, I have to stay here even longer. But, and then they played <laughs> it and I was like, oh my God, it's so surreal. It still feels like surreal right now, but it's so awesome. Of course, it was. Um, I think you could tell, like, when you're watching the video, just as as you've realised what's happening, the the look that kind of washes over your face. It's um, well, yeah, as you said, it's kind of shock. Yeah, definitely. I think when like they, sorry, oh, I was just going to say that when they announced it, I think I like just started crying instantly. There was just it was just a switch, and I just started crying. It was so weird. <laughs> Um, obviously, uh, Kelly wasn't there with you at the time. What was it like kind of giving her that call and being able to break the news yourself? Um, oh, I f- there was so much pressure. I was like, how do I, how do I tell her this? But 
it was so like heartwarming just like to see her reaction so she when she was like jumping around I was like oh this is so cute <laughs> but I was like shaking so I was like hey bro how are you <laughs> it's so obvious <laughs> Now, um, I'm very curious, how did you uh, both actually meet and decide to to form Teenage Jones? So um, it's kind of a little bit of a long story because we met through, um, we have, yeah, in Adelaide, we have a, like a works, like a music workspace thing called Northern Sound System. It's in like Elizabeth area, but Carly was doing work experience there and I was doing like just workshops and music lessons. But Carly, the story starts with Carly because she, um, when she did music, like work experience, she like wrote a song and then she put it on, um, triple J on earth. And then she got offered to play a show with the heartaches because Ben found the song through that. And then she needed a drummer and she said she was looking for a drummer for ages. And she said to the guy that works at Northern Sound, he said, she was like, do you know anyone like preferably female that works there? No, that plays drums. Sorry. My brain's a bit scattered. But, um, so he gave her my social media and stuff. And I think it was that, that day or something, I got like a friend request from her. And I was like, this, this girl seems cool. Let's just stalk her Instagram account for a little bit. And I saw that she played music. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And then I think five minutes later, I got this message, like, explaining the situation, how she got asked to play a show. She didn't have a band. And then we organized, a jam, like, a jam session. And the first time that we actually met was at my house. So for all I, like, knew at the time, she could have been a serial killer, but she wasn't, so I'm very glad. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad that she wasn't, that it worked out quite well yes. for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was there kind of chemistry straight away or was it kind of like when you started to play your instruments, you kind of found your groove after a little while? Um, I think it was straight away because she was supposed to stay for about like three hours, but she ended up staying like till dinner time. She ended up staying and having dinner with us. But I think we spent most of the time like talking about things instead of actually playing the songs. So we just like bonded, like we like clicked straight away. It was really cool because that like never happens. I feel like it is very rare to make friends kind of that instantly. So it's. Yeah, definitely. Three Leaf Clover wasn't even the song that you guys kind of thought was the single, if that's correct. Yeah. So we just, we, we released it in, I think it was March or something last year, maybe, but we were going to have like a big um, single launch and stuff, but then COVID happened. So we couldn't, so we just put it up on like um, on earth and then tick the on earth high box. We just ticked that. And we didn't, because we were still eligible, because I was still in school, we're like, okay, we'll just tick that, see what happens. And then we got on the finals and we won and we we're like, what the hell? This silly <laughs> little song, this silly little song that we first wrote together. But yeah. It's um, the little song that can. Yeah, it's um, definitely propelled you guys to like much um, bigger stages, much bigger um, opportunities as well from playing venues around Adelaide and the country as well, you guys have toured a bit, but um, from playing like these smaller venues to now, I think um, 
the Rolling Stone session that you guys did was in the bedroom that you're in now. Like, what is that kind of like going from one to playing for Rolling Stone? Oh, it's so crazy. When we like, when Rachie, our manager was like, oh, Rolling Stone wants you to do like film a video. We're like, who? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you're saying it right? Is that the right word? Did you mispronounce word? that? Yeah. I, th- I thought she did. I was like, no, that's, that's not true, but it was. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell is going on right now? It was so awesome. It's very exciting for you guys. Um, as, as I just said, like you've played quite a lot of shows around Adelaide and you've even taken out some awards uh, for being like the best live act and, um, and uh, some other awards like that. For you guys, what were those first few shows like when you started playing gigs? And because obviously you're both uh, at the time you would have been underage. Um, yeah. What was your experience with those shows like? Um, well, the first show that we played was the Heartache Show, and it was at the Gov. So I was so scared. I'd never played a show outside of school before, especially like a show like this. So I was petrified, but it was it was really fun. I mean, I didn't really talk much because I was like, nope, Carly can do all the talking. I'm too scared. <laughs> so I just like hid behind the drum kit a little bit. But as like the shows gradually went on, like our like stage fright kind of thing just went away and we just kind of like, we like got used to the crowds and like how it felt to play. And like the feeling of you get when you're playing is just so amazing because like you're making everyone's night. You're just playing your music that you wrote to some people that like dancing. It's really cool. You guys do um, seem to have like a, a certain chemistry on stage because, um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any kind of element of nerves or anything. You guys just kind of get out there and, and do your thing, which is very impressive for people your age, um, well, very impressive for anyone, but especially for you, for you guys. <laughs> yeah. we. Um, I think, yeah, over time we kind of just – we. Uh, yeah, at the start, we were so scared. But then I think especially with me, I was like, I don't want to be one of those boring drummers that you see all the time. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to beat the hell out of these cymbals and see if I can crack them. <laughs> but, and I did actually. I have cracked the cymbal, which I'm proud, proud of. Nice work, yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. The fact that you also carry singing duties as well is, is quite impressive. There's not many both singing guitar drum duos. So it is, you guys have definitely found a, a niche for yourself. Yeah. I love it. I love singing. It's really fun. <laughs> Playing those shows uh, in Adelaide and now um, I think you guys just finished a tour with Towns. Um, yeah. How are you finding, I guess, life on the road, if you will? <laughs> Um, well, to be honest, I hate flying because I'm scared of planes. So I, it's been, it's been an experience. That's for sure. (laughs) We get, I hate turbulence so much. I get, I get so scared, but like the towns boys, they just, they like made it so funny. So like, I wasn't scared anymore. They just kind of took all like the nerves and stuff away, but it's been really, it's been really good, but I'm sick of airports. I don't like them anymore. (laughs) <laughs> that's very fair hopefully um we can get you guys like a bus or a van or something and make it a little bit easier for yourself maybe but i do get car sick so oh no there's... <laughs> it's not a win situ- win-win situation at all no it's um we're gonna it's have to not. find some way to, to get you around to gigs <laughs> yeah i mean 
I just sleep on the plane because time goes faster. So, and it gets Smart. you there faster anyway. So, I'd rather planes, definitely. Yeah, no, very fair, very fair. <laughs> um, Talia, can you explain to us what juice juice? I'm going to say it wrong. Juice box punk pop is. Um. So for a while, like when we first started, we kind of struggled to like describe our sound and like what our genre of music is. So we we're like, let's just call it juice box pop punk, punk pop. I always get it wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> and um, yeah, because we we have this thing where we always drink juice boxes. I don't I don't know where it started. We just love juice boxes, but we kind of liked to like intertwine ourselves with like pop punk music but then we were like it's kind of, it's a little bit toxic so we're like let's not do that so well we have elements of like pop punk like the instrumentals and stuff but then we have a little bit of like our own like nostalgic feel to it that's where we put juice box into it so it's like juice box punk pop teenage jones kind of thing <laughs> if that explained it <laughs> it does that was a good explanation um that's good yeah, it- it kind of does. It has uh, the sound that you guys have so far. It does have elements of yeah, like punk pop. Yeah. But um, the juice box part seems to kind of fit really well in terms of like just like upbeat, <clears throat> excuse me, upbeat vibes and um, and yeah, positive kind of things going on. I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> now I'm curious as well because um, as we discussed both here in Adelaide you've both been big advocates for um, Girls Rock Adelaide and Girls to the Front Masterclass, which um, they're programs that help provide like a a safe space for for girls and trans and non-binary or um, non, uh, sorry, non-binary or gender diverse people to be able to like create music and, um, and, and work on it. How important were these kind of spaces and classes and programs for you guys at the start? Yeah. So yeah, when we, cause when I was, I think I was like 12 or 13, I started girls to the front and I was really, really shy when I was younger, especially with music. I didn't like playing in front of everyone, but I went to that like every week for a few years and it like built my confidence up. And then when I met people and got involved with the girls rock organization, my confidence just boosted because I had like all of these really inspiring like women and gender diverse people just like being like a support system for me and just like showing me that there's like ways that you can express yourself and not care about what everyone else is thinking. So it's, it's been like so important. And I know I'm speaking for Carly too, because I think Girls Rock has really impacted her life as well. And it's really like, rewarding seeing like the young people that are joining the girls rock organization like seeing how much they they've grown in like a week especially with the camp it's so just like rewarding to watch that yeah definitely they do provide i think what's a very um it's just a an important service or space like we it should have been um something that's been provided for a long time but it is good that it's finally kind of here and that there are services like that yeah definitely um the new single something about being 16 has kind of um hit the radio and i don't know about you guys but like i seem to hear it on triple j i hear it on other stations as well um did you guys expect such a a big reaction to the the follow-up single 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We kind of weren't, but we were hoping that it would because it's um, something about being 16 is, is I think it's our favorite song that we've written. It's like definitely our favorite. And we we're kind of worried that it was just going to flop if we released it. So we we're kind of really nervous to see what would happen but it's gone so well and we're so like we're so happy about it we're like over the moon it's a really really great song it's um uh for those who haven't heard it's a very like uh like sing-along kind of chorus um for you guys where did that song come from oh i guess what is the song about um well it's we kind of i think we wrote it when i was 16 actually so it was, a bit, it was like two years ago. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of written – it's kind of – it's a bit from, like, our personal experience and, like, experiences. It's kind of about, like, watching – so, like, the first line is, like, it's funny how life goes. Like, you're, like, stuck in this rut and you're, like, what am I doing with my life? And then the chorus is just, like, like uplifting yourself, like, uplifting. You feel like you're being, like, uplifted and everything because it's like this is overdue I'm getting over you like you finally come to realize that like this part of your life you're just over it and you're like finally finding yourself I think that's if I explained it properly yeah no 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 that, that makes sense <laughs> um, I know I know that like um pop punk or punk pop or which, whichever kind of music you want to call it always or previously has had like a um like played into like a stereotype of like the loner or the outcast or um, things like that. Do you guys, have you guys found that you kind of were like that in, in high school or that, that that's true for teenage Jones? Have you guys previously when writing felt like outcasts? Oh, definitely. I think especially, well, when I was in, when I was in high school last year, I think it's just, People at my school, they were very, like, they conformed to each other. And if someone didn't, then they didn't like you. Or if you had an opinion, they didn't like you either. So I think, especially being, like, a part of Teenage Jones, it's helped me understand that, like, 100%. Like, there's a few people that I used to be friends with that I'm not friends with anymore because Teenage Jones and all the influence, like influences around us have, like, made me realise that, that's not how I should be treated and how like anyone should be treated in general. So I think it's really important. Yeah, definitely. 
Now, the reason why um, I don't think you guys are outcasts, I must clarify that. <laughs> um, I, I was more curious because I did hear a story, I think, where, as, as you mentioned, possibly someone from school came to Laneway and then had their back turned to Teenage Jones or something. Is that true? Yeah, so it was actually a girl in my year and she didn't like me just because high school drama kind of thing. But she actually came to Laneway when we were playing and she came to watch us and then she walked away because she couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle like people that she thinks are like in the wrong being successful when you're not really in the wrong. You just had an opinion on what you thought was right. Yeah. It was it was really, it was really, my mom actually saw that happen. She told me, I was like, I'm not surprised oh, at all. <laughs> that's, um, on their behalf, that's kind of silly. Just like it's, yeah. anyway, they're, they're, they're lost. They're missing out on, um, the success that is exactly. Teenage Jones. Um, I know you just mentioned your mom. I heard that she had previously gone on tour and even I think brought cake out on some of your gigs or. Yeah, so the first tour that we went on with Hey Harriet, we like went we we went on a bus around, um, like like Adelaide. I think it was Melbourne, Canberra, and stuff. But yeah, she was she was the um she was the mum on tour. <laughs> she brought like we played a show in Rye, and it was my birthday, and she organised like a cake, and she put like little candles on it, and she kept us sane that whole time, and made sure we made sure we like ate well as well. So very cool. I feel like um, bands on tour always kind of forget uh, nutrition and things like that. So it's kind of nice that your tour mum was your mum. Yeah, she's amazing. She's literally the best mum on earth. She she like sells our merch as well. She loves doing it. (laughs) That's very cool. Shout out to Tali's mum. Shout out um, to Lisa. (laughs) um, With the uh so the, there's a new single out it's obviously still early in the year can we expect maybe an ep or like a full length from from teenage jones this year um we're hoping to put out some more music we can't really talk much about it but everyone needs to keep their eyes and ears peeled because we're releasing some music soon hopefully that's awesome we've been in the studio we went we we're in the studio for like a week or two just like like recording some stuff so that's all finished now so everyone needs to keep their ears open and hear some new teenage jones stuff hopefully soon beautiful i think a lot of people will be very excited to hear that i'm excited to hear that (laughs) that's fair that's very fair for you guys as well yeah Yeah. um talia are you happy to talk about the playlist that you guys sent through yeah of course The, um, the first pick that I was going to talk about was a bit of an obvious one, only because I know that you guys recently played a tribute show for this band. Um, you've picked uh, Five Sauce or Five Seconds of Summer yeah. with Heartbreak Girl. <laughs> what is it about uh, Five Sauce that you guys love? Oh, everything. But it has to be <laughs> the old Five Sauce. But it's really funny because I think... Five Sauce is the reason why we started Teenage Jones. Like when we first met, we bonded over Five Sauce straight away. And just like their, like even some of them, like musical, like their musical influences have definitely influenced our music a lot. But yeah, it's playing that show was so fun. It was like a dream come true 
we're fangirling so hard over ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious when you say old five sauce over new five sauce, where, where do you draw the line? Um, oh, I think if we're going by albums, mm-hmm. sounds good, feels good. That's a good album, but I don't know. Like they're thriving so hard right now. Like hats off to them. Kings. I don't know. Their <laughs> music was just a bit too poppy for me now, but old five sauce. That's where my heart will forever be. That's very fair. I feel like the newer stuff is slightly <laughs> more pop leaning, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> you guys have some, uh, quieter moments in this playlist as well. You've included, um, songs from Phoebe Bridges and, and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Can we expect maybe some more like folky kind of stuff from, from Teenage Jones at some point? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we don't really do, we have this one song where it's like really stripped back and it's just like, um, piano and cause I play piano as well. It's just piano and guitar, but we don't know. We maybe if we have like a career change and we <laughs> want to do some like folk music, maybe we might, but I love Phoebe Bridges and especially like, I know Carly chose Taylor Swift and she loves Taylor Swift so much, but Phoebe Bridges, I love her and her music is amazing. It is. Um, it's incredible. We've, uh, before uh, we did the started the interview, we were talking about Sophie from Tideline. She picked Phoebe yeah. Bridges. I think um, Paul Dempsey picked Phoebe Bridges. Oh, a lot wow. of people seem to love Phoebe Bridges, and rightly so. The, both those yeah. albums are incredible. Her songwriting is just like amazing. Like, and her like lyrics and stuff she writes about. Sorry, is so like relatable and stuff. But definitely, did you see her smash the guitar on Saturday Night Live? I watched it. I've watched it so many times. Just that one part over and over again. It's so iconic, and so many people were getting mad. I was like, "Stop getting mad at her. She cannot do wrong. She's a queen. Leave her alone." I don't understand why all these old. I say that as like a, a middle-aged man, but like why these all these old men had such a problem. It's like she's doing her. Like, I know. Mine. Yeah. I was like, she probably brought that guitar with her own money. Leave her alone right now. Exactly. You're just jealous because she's so successful and you're not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the playlist as well included some really uh, great Australian talent. Um, there was some Camp Cope, Jebediah, Slowly Slowly. Um, in terms of, because Jebediah is like a little bit older, for you guys, uh, who brings in new music to, to Teenage Jones? Oh, we kind of we kind of both do, I think, because me and Carly have different music tastes, but sometimes they like overlap. Like I love Camp Cope as well, so does Carly. But we kind of both bring new music to each other. There's so many messages of us just being like, "Hey, listen to this song," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll listen to it," and then we just add it to our playlist. But yeah, we kind of yeah we kind of share music all the time. Like everything that we show each other is new, so it's really cool to have like both both sides. I think. Nice. Who was the first to admit their love for Five Sauce? You know, I think it was probably me because <laughs> she, Carly walked in and saw this like picture that I have on my wall and it was like a Five Sauce thing with like all the, f- the weird frames and the photos I got when I was like 14 or something. But yeah, and we, we tried to, we actually tried to learn, I think it was 18 by Five Sauce and it was just too difficult. 
we're like, no, we're not good enough musicians for this. And then we ended up playing it at the cover night. So we're like, this finally worked. <laughs> it finally came uh, full circle for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it, it honestly did. Uh, Talia, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really do appreciate it. And um, congratulations again on the new single, uh, Something About Being 16. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really cool talking about music. I love it. Especially the playlist. I like that. And now you might, you might have some music to listen to, possibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's our show. Thank you again to Talia and Teenage Jones. Their single, Something About Being 16, is out now, with more music out hopefully later this year. We also want to give a quick shout out to Rachel at 27 Music for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where we'll be able to listen to all of Teenage Jones' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.